This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. Welcome to Rolling with Ray. You're probably asking yourself, what am I doing with two football helmets? One from Irving MacArthur High School and the other one from Irving High School. Well, the reason is, and no, it's not Smack Mac Week, is because I will be interviewing Rick Smith, who is a MacArthur graduate and played football at MacArthur High School. In this episode of Rolling with Ray, you will meet the resilient Rick Smith. We dive into his story and learn how he turned his trials into a triumph after hitting rock bottom. Rick was addicted to prescription drugs for 10 years. This cost him his marriage, his career, and his relationship with his children, and eventually his health. Since 2010, Rick has used a defibrillator after suffering congestive heart failure. However, in 2023, his cardiologist informed him he would need a heart transplant to keep living. A day after he got on the list for a heart transplant, he was accepted, and 12 days after that, he walked out of the hospital unassisted with a new heart. Rick uses his life lessons now to help others. He is the founder of Rock Bottom Outreach, a nonprofit organization meeting people where they are giving them the love Jesus modeled when he walked upon this earth. Rick is a true walking miracle, and it's my honor and privilege to introduce you to Rick Smith. Well, Rick, thank you so much for being on my show called Rolling with Ray. I know I just wanted to let my audience know that, uh, no, this is not Smack Mac Week. Uh, for those that are out there watching and listening, uh, Rick went to MacArthur High School, and I went to Irving High School, and those were uh, crosstown rivals. Uh, but uh, Rick has a phenomenal story that he's going to tell us. And uh, so, Rick, thank you so much for being on my show. Well, I, w I want to start with here, kitty, kitty, here, kitty, kitty, here, <laughs> kitty, kitty, wop. <laughs> Some things never change. Man, I, I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this and uh, to, to share my story and what God has done. But I, I can't tell you what an honor it is to sit with a crosstown rival, but I call it Ir we're Irving Strong now. That's right. That's that's exactly so, we're, right. so we're brothers now. We were rivals, but now we're brothers. That's right. So thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate that. Um, as I mentioned, for those that are watching out there is, uh, um, you know, we grew up in Irving high school and, you know, athletics was a major part of our lives. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I know you played football at, uh, at MacArthur high school. Can you describe a little bit about, uh, your experience as an athlete at MacArthur high school? Yeah, I mainly did. I did football and wrestling both. And, uh, unfortunately I didn't get to compete my senior year. I've had six knee surgeries, but, um, you know, football was huge at MacArthur. I mean, it was, it was huge in, in Irving in general. Sure, absolutely. You know, w w without a doubt, we had a strong tradition. And, um, 
you know, I've always been competitive, and, and that's kind of been my identity through the years, you know, was being a, you know, wrestler and a, and a football player, you know, as well. And, and I was blessed to be a part of a great athletic program at MacArthur. And, um, you know, what was I the best? No, but built tough, absolutely. I, I was probably more of a, a tough athlete than I was a gifted athlete, if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. And, and, and so that is something, um, actually, our senior year, even though I was out, you know, we actually played Odessa Permian in the state quarterfinals. But, you know, I was blessed to be able to compete, you know, with those guys growing up, you know, from Pee Wee all the way to right, junior high, exactly. high school. and. And obviously, yeah, I got to compete against your brother David, actually. Right, right. And, you know, as well. And and so, man, those were great memories growing up in, in Irving. Can you tell uh, our, our viewers and our audience how much athletics plays a major role in people's lives? Like, for example, for me, you know, athletics was just more than teaching you the X and O's of football. It teaches you about life lessons that – to this day, I still learn, or that I learned back in high school, is how I lead my life. Uh, just because I learned so much about discipline, so much about uh, you know paying attention, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera, those type of things. Can can you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, I've got three sons of my own, and you know, I go back to what I learned. You know that, you know. Um, you know, being an athlete, you know, kept me out of trouble, but it structured my life. It, you know, believe it or not, when you're going through it as an athlete, you don't realize how it's going to affect you later in life and how you're going to go back to that when life gets hard and, and life got hard for me. And it was because of the role models I had as far as coaches go and what they put me through and everything they taught me that it shaped my life later on that I was able to go back to that, you know, back to my roots. And, and so my root foundation was being an athlete and what it did for me, you know, growing up. And, and I can't, you know, recommend enough how important it is to keep young people involved because it is going to help shape their future life when they, and they fall back. But it, it, my athletic career saved my life. I will say that. Wow. Amen to that. Uh, yeah, athletics, you know, teaches you so much, as I mentioned, discipline, structure, all those good things. Not only that, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some of my good friends, uh, best friends, uh, we grew up all playing together in, in athletics, and you build that bond with those uh, individuals. Tell me, uh, uh, Rick, a little bit. Uh, I know you, you're a high school football coach now, and uh, because of all your experience that you've had, uh, but you're a two, is it two-time state champion? Yeah, as a uh, head coach. Yep. As a head coach? Yeah. That's awesome. Can you can you talk a little bit about your Yeah, that, that was actually through wrestling, actually. I, I'm, I'm blessed to have four state championship rings and um, two of them as a wrestling coach out of Argyle and had a phenomenal coaching staff, but a phenomenal group of athletes. And, and so – you're only as good as the people that surround you. I'm going to say that. I, I'm not going to take a whole lot of credit for that. <laughs> but because it's the athletes that you're around, you know, and I, I was I was blessed to, you know, uh, to be on that stage. But, you know, I give all the, all the credit to the kids. But 
also have two state football championship rings, and that actually came through ministry, and that's actually with the Alito Bearcats, believe it or not. That's great. And, awesome. and, and there was almost two more, but we got a, we got upset, uh, one out of Oklahoma and then one, one out of Texas. But um, I, I've been very blessed to uh, to have those state championships, but I'm mean, going to have to give God the glory, I'll be honest sure. with you. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. So, Rick, can you tell me a little bit of um, how you became addicted uh, to drugs and what kind of prescription drugs? I will. That's a big part of my story. Sure. And um, like I said, my senior year, I didn't compete. I've had six knee surgeries. And so I'm 55 years old. I've had six knee surgeries. I've had three back surgeries, one shoulder, one Achilles. So I'm pretty beat up. And so everyone thinks, you know, someone that is a drug addict has long hair and tattoos and looks like Bob Marley or, or some rock star. And that's not true. Over time, due to injuries, being able to, to function as an athlete and a coach, I slowly started taking prescribed prescription narcotics. And back during that timeline, they prescribed them like candy, Ray, I'll be honest with you. You know, it would be nothing to go to the doctor and they'd give you 240 Viking and Norco, whatever you want to call them. Wow. And so that became a routine for me. I would get up in the morning and, and slowly, you know, I'd take a couple with my Fruity Pebbles, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was like eight of them and 10. And, and just slowly over time, I became not just physically addicted, but emotionally addicted as well. And, and it really kind of snuck up on me. It's something I didn't see coming. I didn't realize I was turning into an addict, but I turned into a full-blown addict over a, a 10-year period. So did you have to go to a rehab center or, um, and how long did it take you to overcome that, that, that addiction? Well, I would say this, that, um, you have to have the gift of desperation. And it was actually May, 2008 that, that I lost everything and I've been named head football coach. And so, but it wasn't until August that I was forced to tap out and I ended up going to rehab in, in Denton, Texas. And, you know, from rehab, I started going to, um, uh, to recovery program. I started getting discipled. And so, you know, for an entire year, you know, I really focused on finding Rick Smith again, not coach mm-hmm. Rick Smith, but a year of vesting in me. And, you know, that's one thing I would encourage people to say, you know, it's not something you can just walk in and walk out and say, I'm fixed man, you got to keep working on you. And, and so overcoming something like, something like that takes time. And you've really got to be all in as far as self-work and focusing on you. I mean, it's just not that simple. People are like, well, I'm going to go 30 days. And it's a lot longer than that. It's like managing diabetes. You, if you have an addiction, you got to manage it the rest of your life. Sure, absolutely. So uh, you mentioned that in 2008, but on, on August 16th, 2008, you were involved in an auto accident. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe what happened to you? Yeah, um, you know, May 2008, you know, I kind of, I have to go back to that day. My wife of 12 years took my children and left due to my addiction. And being a head football coach, being my identity, I wasn't willing to tap out if you would. Mm-hmm. And I had a pastor say, hey, you know, you got to hit rock bottom. And I'm like, man, what do you call this? And he said, dude, you're, you're not at rock bottom yet. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'll fix myself. That, that's the coach in me. Like, dude, suck it up, buttercup. You're sure. going to overcome this. But the truth was, I didn't want to go to rehab at the time because I would lose my identity of coaching. If I go check into rehab, I'm going to have to step down. And so here I'm trying to fix me. 
and all of a sudden I'm getting drug tested to see my children. Mm. So those state championships meant nothing at that time. It wasn't going to fix what I was going through. And so after getting drug tested, I went back to the doctor. He gave me more prescriptions. So August 16th, 08, after our first scrimmage game, I had my three sons with me. And between Justin, Texas and Ponder, Texas, I crossed the center line and I hit a farm uh, and I actually sideswiped an 18-wheeler. And Ray, we walked away, but it cost me everything. And, and I knew right then, this is what rock bottom was, is when you have the gift of desperation, you can't talk your way out of it. The gift of gab ain't gonna work. I mean, I, it, it was full surrender, but August 16, 2008 changed my life forever. And, and it probably saved my life. I lost my life to find my life on August 16, 2008. Wow, that's amazing. After your accident, what would you consider to be the most difficult challenges of your life that you have encountered? Boy, um, losing my children was the ultimate loss, I'll be honest with you. Um, because of that accident, I lost the rights to them for a year. I couldn't drive them. I couldn't be alone with them. You know, I felt like a monster, to be honest with you. Mm. I, I felt everyone was having to protect my children, me from my children. And, and so, you know, that was very humbling, you know, is knowing just when you wanted, you couldn't go pick your kid up. You, you know, you couldn't drive them or if they needed a coat or something, I couldn't go to them and take it to them without permission, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you that in spite of all I've gone through, right, that, that's probably the most difficult thing I've ever gone through is, is losing those, my three sons that during that time. Wow. I don't have any children, but I can only imagine what is that, what that is like. Um, but now your children are back in your lives and um, it's all, it's all good, right? Correct. Man, my, my boys got to see God in action and I have okay. a great relationship with, with my three sons. And, um, man, I'm very blessed. I, um, there are things I don't take for granted and, and that is one of them. You know, I try to. You know, they're now 25, you know, 23, 21, and they're doing phenomenal. You know, they're successful. I couldn't be more proud of my children, but, you know, I always tell people that are going through something like that. It, you know, it, it's not how you, you, you start, but it's how you finish. And I, and I'm blessed to say, yeah, man, I've got a great relationship with, with my three sons. That's and, great. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, rock bottom outreach? I can. I can. Some people call me rock bottom, Rick. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and it's not because I do a lot of squats. Right, right. <laughs> and so that's nothing to do with it. But, you know, during that time, and I hit on it earlier, that um, and when I realized I was addicted, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know who to turn to. And a lot of people said they thought something was wrong, but nobody said anything. And, and so it was during that time, you know, that I, I saw where I was at, where I needed to go, but how was I going to get there? And so that's kind of when God showed me that there was a need to what I call bridge the gap is how do you get someone from their addiction to their freedom? Well, somebody's got to walk them through that. And so that's when, you know, that keyword, the pastor said rock bottom is I felt there was a need to start an organization to come alongside people. You know, the Bible says, you know, that we need to take on one another's burdens. And, and so Rock Bottom Outreach is now a nonprofit 501c3. And the heartbeat of it is when somebody is battling addiction, is for us to come alongside them 
and not do the work for them, but direct them in the right way as far as um, getting them to recovery, AA, NA, help counsel the family, you know, whatever the case may be. And so we actually, I launched that in 2010 it is when Rock Bottom Outreach was like, and, and, and man, we're still here today. And That's awesome. That's and, great. Yeah, and God is blessing us for sure. That's great. Tell me about Get Real with <laughs> Rock Bottom Outreach. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, after I hit Rock Bottom, I said I was done coaching. I said, don't ever even call me that. I was, I was ashamed of what I'd done. And, and so, but about a year later, um, it was a story I read in the paper about some kids at a youth prison that were locked up and a kid said, I feel like an animal. The other said, I feel like a loser. And I'm reading that and I'm like, man, I can relate because I felt like an animal and a loser because of what I went through. And so, but it was like, God said, you're going to coach again, but it's not going to be about you. And so all of a sudden I find myself at coaching at Gainesville state school, youth prison. Well, the kids always said, coach, real talk. And I'm like, what, you know, what is that? And they're like, it's real, real transparent conversation. It's being honest with each other. So out of that came real talk, get real with Rick from Rock Bottom Outreach. And, And so it's about being real with one another when someone is struggling or they're going through something. And so that's kind of where that came from. So that's where the get real came from. Gotcha. Um, when you speak to groups or organization, what is your message? Man, it, it, it is real uncensored, real talk is what it is. And we do a choices and consequence message in the schools that we go into schools and we tell them how it really is. You know, a lot of these kids are making poor decisions. They're running around with gangs, you know, uh, broken families, stuff like that. But you know, the message is to say, you know, there's a consequence for everything. If you make a good choice, it's a good consequence, right? Correct. A bad choice, it's a bad consequence. And so we go in with a team of speakers and everyone's got their own rock bottom story. And so we talk to these kids. Actually, the last place I spoke at was your alumni. Oh yeah. Was Irving High School. Awesome. Actually. And so um, we go in and we don't just talk to the athletes, you know, but, but being a coach, but we talk to the whole, you know, student body, but we paint a very clear picture. It's Ray, it's not a slideshow mm-hmm. and it ain't a stat sheet, man. It's just hardcore facts. And I let them know like where I was at coaching, they put felony offenders behind bars at 10 years old, if you can imagine. Wow. And so we even ask them, say, who's got a 10 year old brother or sister, you know, but we've also spoke to elementary kids, but junior high as well, but it's a, it's an uncensored message is what it is. Wow. How many athletes uh, has your organization helped? Oh, wow. That's a tough question, Ray. Um, I can't give you the exact number, but I can tell you this. To date, I have so many athletes still that have graduated college, are married, that come back and can say, man, coach, I never forgot the day that you came to my school. That's great. And that you vested in that. You know, part of those few state championships were working with the Alito Bearcats not as a coach, but more as a chaplain role during that mm-hmm. time. So it's amazing what God can do with your mess and all of a sudden put you back on the sidelines in a different role. And so been blessed to watch those kids grow up, be successful. And so um, we have a high success rate, I will say that. You've been on top of the world, Rick. 
and all so, about that. So you know, it, it's hard to stay on top of that of that uh, echelon. Um, what do you do today to make sure that you, you strive to be the best that you can? Man, that's that, I love that question because that was actually um, accountability, Ray. I'll be honest with you. I have people I'm accountable to. You know, iron sharpens iron, is, sure, is what absolutely. the Bible says. And man, there's days that I don't feel like I'm on top of the world. But man, I, I, and knowing me, I, I'm committed. You know, the word God gave me back in 08 was steadfast. And stay steadfast mean focused. You got to surround, and I go back to this, you're only good as the people that surround you. And I surround myself with people like you that are going to be a voice of encouragement to me. Because, man, there's days I struggle. I can say I've been in the limelight, you know, um, like you, you know, we, I've done a book. I've signed, the, I, I've done that. But at the, at the end of the day, it's important we stay humble because I think when we're humble, we stay teachable, if you would. And, and how do I do that? By staying close to the people that hold me accountable. That will be real talk with Rick anytime that I need it. That's how I stay. I call it cross-centered. Mm -hmm. If you would, I stay cross-centered by surrounding myself with people that hold me accountable. Wow, that's awesome. Well, uh, you know, Rick, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, that we're doing two parts to this story. <laughs> right. We haven't even gotten to the good stuff, and uh, we're we're almost out of time. But uh, how can people reach out to you? Uh, you have a website or? Uh, uh, a phone number somebody can contact you if they're going through some difficult times right now can you elaborate a little bit about that yeah you know it's frustrating and i found this too of trying to get a hold of somebody sometimes when you're a time of desperation if you would but we have a, re a website which is www.rockbottomoutreach.org and then my cell number is even on there and, I, and i'll give it 940 34 uh, we're big on social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter page. Um, we're on TikTok. The kids, oh, the kids okay. wanted us to get on TikTok, and we have almost thirty-eight thousand followers on TikTok alone. But anyone can reach us through that. And again, you know, we um, we want to try to direct people to a place that they can help find their freedom or answer those questions. So by doing that, we make ourselves available twenty-four-seven. Right. Well, I want to thank y'all for uh, for watching and listening to this episode of my podcast. Make sure you turn in to uh, part two of my episode of uh, Rick Smith with uh, Rolling with Ray. Thank you so much, uh, and I look forward to part two. I'm excited to, to do part two. There's still more to learn about Rick Smith. Stay tuned for part two of his journey, where he will take an in-depth look into him being diagnosed with congestive heart failure, and him receiving a new heart. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Byrne Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Should you be looking for a good read this summer, please pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. The book is on Amazon. And until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray.
This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Byrne Foundation. The Grossman Byrne Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www.grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org. Or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information. 